بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome one and all to the Fiqh program and uh, we will discuss the namaz and the salah of a sick person that a person who is uh, unwell, a person who has some sort of illness how is it that they go about performing their salah and what I would like to uh, point out at this stage is that when we look at this masail regarding the namaz of a sick person, a person who is not in a position to perhaps read salah in a standing position or is not uh, even able to read salah in a sitting position, that he should try and lie down, etc. It just goes on to emphasize how important salah is. That right to the point where a person cannot even read Salah by moving any limb of his body but is able to move his eyes, then he should even read Salah with his eyes and make ishara and gesture and he should gesture with his eyes and in this way perform his Salah. So Salah is such a thing, my dear respected listeners, that as far as possible a person's salah should never be left out, no matter what the circumstance, unless of course a person is in, in, an, in a coma, a person is in a position where they are sedated or where they are not in the right frame of mind, etc., etc., undergoing some sort of operation, or in such a situation where they're just not in a position to read salah at all in, in whatever way, then only should namaz be left out. Uh, and then the qaza obviously read once a person is better. But we will see from this Masail that how the Sharia has made provisions for that person who cannot read Salah in a standing position or cannot read Salah in a normal way because or due to his illness that how Sharia has now made the provision for him to recite and read his Salah uh, in different ways. So one is allowed to perform Salah in a sitting position under the following circumstances. So we know that in Salah, one of the important rukuns of Salah, that is the important aspects of Salah, is that a person must stand and read, Qiyam. Qiyam, the standing is fard. But if a person is not allowed or is not able to stand for the following reasons, then he is able to sit and perform his Salah. That is when one is sick and has no strength to stand and perform the Salah. That a person is, even that could be a flu or a fever, the person is so sick that you just don't have any strength, that there's no, the body is sore, the joints are sore, there's no strength to stand, etc. We know how it is when we get sick. And in this way, a person is allowed to sit and perform his salah. Now, obviously, when it comes to nafil salah, there is uh, provision and there is a little bit of leeway with regard to sitting and reading nafil salah. Obviously, a person will get half the reward of the person who stands and reads salah, but there is provision. When it comes to fard and wajib salah, that means our five fard salah and our wajib salah, like our three witter wajib that we read after the Isha salah. Here there is no allowance to sit and read salah unless there is some extenuating circumstances and a valid shari'i reason. Then only will a person be able to sit and read salah. So it's not that we should take to sitting and reading salah for any small reason, but only when it is dire circumstances and when there's a dire need to sit and read Salah, then only should we sit and read Salah. So, when one is sick and has no strength to stand or, uh, and perform the Salah, one may sit and read. If standing causes a person great amount of pain, 
that maybe due to some injury uh, on the leg or hip or whatever the case may be and by standing it causes a person a great amount of pain then he may sit and read salah. It may increase his illness. If a person has to now overexert himself by standing and due to this year he can f- get even more sick and his uh, sickness may be exacerbated due to him standing then it will be permissible for him to sit and read salah. When a sick person is able to stand but cannot go into ruku or sajda, that means a person can stand, but due to some reason, some sickness or illness, he cannot go into ruku or sajda. That means that now maybe it's a back problem or something of that sort, back or neck problem. A person cannot bow down, so he cannot actually bend his back uh, in a way to make the ruku and sajda. So this person can sit and read salah. What will a person do? We will come to that now. If a person does not have the strength to make ruku or sajda, then the ruku or sajda must be made by ishara. And that is by gesturing. That is bowing the head slightly for ruku and more for sajda. So if a person is sitting, and now maybe he is unable to bend his back for whatever reason, then he can sit and read salah and just tap his head forward, bowing the head slightly for ruku and a little bit more for sajda. So that is how a person will make ruku and sajda by gesturing, what we refer to as ishara. So here again we see how important salah is, that even in a situation like that, it is not permissible to leave one salah, but rather to take this uh, concession and try and read, it, read his salah in this way, his or her salah. If a person cannot perform his salah sitting, then he should perform it lying down. That is, lie down on the back with the legs towards the qibla. The legs should not be stretched, but the knees should be raised. So when a person is in a position where they cannot sit, for example, they now uh, confined to a bed uh, for whatever reason, and whatever sickness, whatever, maybe they're convalescing after some sort of operation or whatever the case may be. So what is the position with regard to this now? How does a person lie down? So the person should lie down on their back with their legs facing the qibla, but the legs shouldn't be stretched out. That means the knees should be raised slightly. If we're sitting in the bed, raise your legs slightly without stretching it out completely. Your legs shouldn't be facing the qibla in, in a, or your feet shouldn't be like towards the qibla. Uh, the legs should be facing the qibla, but the knees slightly raised. The head and rest the head should rest at a high level with a pillow under it. So we can be in a position where we are sort of like relaxing against with a few pillows behind us, the back up little. So you're sort of sitting in the bed in a way and um, with your legs slightly raised or your knees rather slightly raised. The salam must be made by gesture, but for sajda, the head should be bowed a little bit more than what we do for ko. So... When a person is now lying in the bed, they will be lying in the bed in such a way that their back will be raised and their knees will be raised slightly. Then a person will read his salah, he will, have his, he will tie his hands as per normal, he will put his hands onto his knees when he's in a sitting position like in the attahiyat and qaida positions. And for ruku and sajda, all the person will do is just bow the head slightly. Uh, for ruku and a little bit more for sajda. And in this way, even if a person is confined to a bed, he can read his salah in this way, provided the bed is facing tibla. 
and if salam he will make as normal so most of the isharas and gestures will be made with his head this is the best and most preferred posture a person should try and as far as possible read salah in this particular way if the knees cannot be raised then one can stretch one's legs towards the qibla but the head should be raised and facing the qibla so we said that the first and most preferred posture is that a person a person raises his knees while facing the qibla if a person's knees cannot be raised then one can stretch one's legs towards the qibla but the head should be raised and facing the qibla so yet again a person cannot be lying flat so to speak but rather the back and head should be raised with with the maybe assistance of some pillows being put behind the back and head so that the person's back and head can be raised slightly higher than his feet even though the feet now in this condition uh, or the legs will be stretched out because a person cannot bend the knees one may also lie down on the right side right side with the head towards the qibla or on the left side with the head towards the qibla however it is preferable to lie on the right side so if a person is in such a room where by by the bed being in its normal position it is not facing the qibla then a person can turn towards the right side uh facing qibla or the left side with the head towards the qibla but it is better than to do it on the right side rather than on the left side if a person faints for less than a full day and night he must perform the most number of salah if a person faints for less than a full day and night he must perform the most number of salah however if he faints for a full day and night or more he must not perform the salah that he has must he is exempted from performing them and there is no qada Now this is in a situation where a person like we mentioned in the beginning that if a person is in a situation where they uh, uh maybe perhaps sedated or they are unconscious they have been put into a coma for whatever reason if it is more than a full day or night then the salahs that they have must while they are in this condition where they are uh unconscious then there is no salah for such a person a person like that will be exempted from his salah until he comes to but if it is for less than a full day and night then the person upon waking up will have to read the masalah so these are some of the masail regarding uh, salah or namaz of a sick person inshallah we'll continue next week and con- and and conclude with this particular section because this is something that i find is very very necessary a lot of us have perhaps ourselves have experienced it or we have older people that are living with us that uh, perhaps are not as mobile as they 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 would like and and, and yet they you know display uh some sort of inclination towards reading the salah so we don't need to discourage them from reading salah but if so if we know these masail we can then advise them as as to how to perform the salah in a way that will not be too cumbersome and not be too difficult for them may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept and make it easy for one and all jazakumullah khairan we'll, we will continue next week same time same place inshallah jazakumullah khairan wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh